With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Welcome to This Week in Hospitality Marketing, the podcast show number 409 with your host, Lauren Gray. Hello, everyone, and welcome to Hospitality Marketing, the podcast. I'm your host, Lauren Gray, and this is episode number 409. So each week we spend around 20 to 30 minutes sharing the most interesting tools, news, and techniques being used in marketing for the hospitality industry. We also do a quick recap of our weekly live TV show, This Week in Hospitality Marketing, which airs every Friday at 11.30 a.m. Eastern U.S. time on the Hospitality Channel TV station. So with that, let's get started. And now, today's new resource tool. So we have three tools for review this week. All of them, um, actually not all of them, I apologize for that, two of them. We've spoken in context before for a different uh, topic and, and uh, solutions and tool usage. The third is relatively new, although I've been using it for quite a while. We really haven't featured it on the podcast. So let's start with that one. That is hashtagsforlikes.co. Hashtagsforlikes.co is a hashtag finder. Um, in the practical world of marketing and in influencing and in keeping a context to content, hashtags is a means of defining your audience by context. Now, what do I mean by this? Well, we, we've often talked about, and you know, everyone knows personally, uh, social media is like a massively deep, massively wide, constant tsunami flood river, whatever flow of perennial dialogue. And you can have it defined by your friends as to what you see them posting. You have it defined by your interests, which you see by following things. But when you're looking for or wanting to just maintain an active awareness of things, what really saves the day, and this has been grown from social media, is hashtags. Hashtags allow you to uh, identify categorically by means of the hashtag as to what it's used for, um, to follow the context of whatever the hashtags creation was for. Hashtags for likes is a tool that helps you discover for reasons of either popularity, usability, even if it exists, if it's being existed under one content. Hashtag for likes is a great platform to go over and find hashtags. Um, the actual URL string, again, literally phonically spent, but let me spell it out for you. Hashtags for likes.co is H A S H T A G. S-F-O-R-L-I-K-E-S dot C-O. Second tool, and we have talked about this before for different reasons, is editmate.com. Editmate.com is a uh, platform that you can add your own video content, but what makes it beyond just putting up your own video content is that it gives you a channel that can be used by whoever you give the link to to add content for you as well. Now, this is going to solve a lot of problems we're going to talk about in our technique discussion, but primarily it gives it uh, the ability that if you give somebody this link or access to where they can load up their content, it's basically a link that they go to. Uh, you can identify if you want them to identify themselves, the purpose of what they're sharing, some description as to what they're sharing, and of course, they can take whatever video or photo that they have on their phone and connect it to it, and it gets sent to you, the creator, the owner of the account, to look at and see if there's a value proposition to the content that was shared for you. That allows it, very easy, 
to solve some logistics problems, again, that we're going to talk about in our technique discussion. So that is editmate.com. Third tool for our discussion today is one that we haven't talked about for a while for a couple of reasons. We'll talk about it in our discussion uh, again in techniques. I'm just beating that whole technique discussion, aren't I? And that is socialhp.com. Socialhp.com is an advocacy developer. Uh, this is a platform that you can engage with your employees, with your uh, guests, and they can participate in sharing and hence also sharing for you social content. And that caveat I'll describe in more detail when it comes to our discussion of it in the technique discussion. But social horsepower, socialhp.com, S-O-C-I-A-L-H-P.com, allows you to create uh content from people that you have connected with, again, referring more to your team members and staff members. Also, along with your advocacies, your advocate of people that you want to share the ability for them to connect with you, people that speak in relationship for you and about you, and giving them a medium in which they can contribute to. Uh, it's the primary aspects of it. And again, we'll talk about some of the ups and downs, pros and cons as to why I've been variable as to its usages over time. Um, so those are our three tools, and I don't think I spelled out the Editmate uh, domain, which is E-D-I-T-M-A-T-E dot com, Editmate dot com. So our three tools for this week is hashtag for likes dot co, Editmate dot com, and socialhp dot com. And now the elusive carrot on a stick discussion of our technique discussion this week. Now for this week's hospitality technique. So why do we bring these three tools together for this purpose and this purpose directly for our technique discussion? And our technique discussion is how to use the best resource for genuine content. Now, as always with our podcast later on, after our technique discussion, we'll discuss a overview of our live TV broadcast today um, on our TV station, Hospitality Channel. But the idea of these tools, the hashtag for likes, the editmate, and the social HP, is because of in combination, they are three means towards utilizing your most valuable resource for content and marketing. Because content is great in its own value, but it's much more valuable when it's used for your marketing. Now, as marketers, we're faced with the dilemma of what we are communicating. Uh, being only selling something, nobody likes somebody that constantly is telling about what they need to buy. Just think about it in your own personal life. If, if the, own, the person you talk to, every time we call them up, is trying to sell you what they do, I think back to the Amway days and the Avon days of people that always are selling. Uh, you know, you call them up and even if it's calling up about something innocuous as a friend or whatever, they keep twisting the conversation. Well, you know, there's some great Avon products we got coming out. I'd love to show you, be able to show them to you sometime. You begin to avoid those conversations because every time you talk to them, they're trying to sell you something. People are no different when it comes to marketing. If all we're doing is talking about rates and dates or offers and deals, it gets boring. If everything we post in social media is about what we're trying to sell, there's no reason to follow it until I'm interested in buying, which means if I remember you long enough because I've long since stopped following you uh, or paying attention to what you're posting because it's always selling me something, I um, may come back to you when I feel like I need to buy a room or hotel room or buy whatever product you're selling. And this is no more clearer to most people than the typical used car or car dealership ads that we are constantly inundated with. And I have to say also uh, law firms, uh, especially here in Florida, persistent, consistently presented law firms. 
the idea of that is you never know when you need one. So neither do they know when you need one until you need one. And that's when you pay attention to the ads. When I'm buying a car, I pay attention to all the current offers and all the current ads that are out there. When I'm not buying a car, it's an annoyance of having to get past them or go to the bathroom or get something to eat or get something to drink while I'm waiting for the, con- the commercial to pass. Because of that, there's a saturation method. That marketing is dull, it's old, it's antiquated, and it's out of date. So what other ways do you have? Well, the other ways you have is making sure that you're targeted and timely. And that comes from being able to expand what you're talking about beyond just the point of what you're trying to sell to what it is you're wanting to talk about that eventually may lead to them wanting to buy something for you, and that is content. Content does a couple of things for you. Uh, Content gives you context as to who you are, what you are. It gives you a voice as to how you are and, 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 and how you represent your entity as a company. And it gives more to what you do than beyond the business that you're doing. It puts a face to your hotel. It puts a, 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 a personality to your hotel, their voice, your personalities and so forth. And that has to reflect the true culture of your hotel. If you talk that you are a friendly, interpersonal, attentive team and people get to your property and it's anything but, it's false advertising. So... A lot of times, marketers may, may or may not be directly related to the property, as in at the property itself, talk about the property from what they're aware of it. They talk about the property as to what they're told by the ownership of what the property is supposed to represent itself as. And all too often, unfortunately, that doesn't always match the reality of the property. Just ask any great promotion, how successful is it when you go to the front desk and the front desk person shakes their head saying, I don't know what you're talking about. It destroys everything that you've done to build that person up to come to your front desk to to purchase something to be shot down for the fact that you didn't include your operations people in that dialogue about what you were doing to sell their their hotel so taking that as a prime example how do you get your team to participate in the process of this marketing communication this ability to honestly share what the property is honestly share what the team does honestly feel that what the guest experiences when they arrive is asimilar to the reality that they're going to be presented. Now we're getting to the dialogue of these tools. Let's knock down one easy one fast as to its usability. Hashtag for Lights is a resource tool for the person that's orchestrating the communication with your team. It's not so much that you're handing the team the ability to look on hashtag for likes. They themselves may know which hashtags are related to what they're talking about contextually. But it's better to guide that messaging by giving options of what hashtags can be usable to the benefit that they would be used for. And that is promoting awareness of the property and the people. And that goes to your geography, your branding, your uh, event-driven information, and or aspects of holidays. Those things, those hashtags that identify that the context of the content that you've created is related to that particular hashtag is a resource that's provided to your team. Hey guys, these hashtags are pretty popular right now with uh, our Christmas season. For our area. So if you're going to say anything about Christmas seasons or want to share content that's related to Christmas seasons in our area, these hashtags are pretty cool to use. Or you might not even have them ash the hatch add the hashtags depending on your engagement with your staff, which is what we're going to talk about with our next tool, which is called EditMate. EditMate is a function capability link that you provide to your team and say, hey guys, Maybe as you're walking into work that night and you look behind you and you see there's an absolutely beautiful sunset. 
and you snap a picture. In the logistics world of sharing that with anybody that could use that from your marketing team, it's arduous. It's on their phone, their personal phone. Now, all of a sudden, you have to get it to somebody that can use it in a timely way. So you plaster all over the employee board the fact that if you have great pictures, email them to Lauren at. Well, sure. Now they got to go back, got to find the email if they don't already have it in their contacts, which is why would they? And then they have to go over and say, hey, saw, uh, Lauren, whoever you are, saw that uh, the sunset out in front of our hotel. That was a great picture to share. Okay, then it goes into my email queue. I look, I see something, an email from somebody if it doesn't hit my spam folder. Um, uh, what is this? I see it. Maybe they didn't exactly explain where they were coming from because their email is john at yahoo.whatever. So I don't know what hotel they're talking about. It just slows the process down. Editmate says, hey, look, let's, let's cut down to the clutter. Here's a link. Whenever you have something that's really cool like that, like you took a picture of this or people laughing or smiling or some situation that was kind of cute, not sure if it can be used or not used, but you like the picture, you just go to this app, say, hey, this is Lauren at the ABC Hotel. I uh, thought this was a cute app of us laughing at the front desk. Don't know if it's useful or helpful, but it's during Christmas and we were having a great time at our party, whatever. And they, you go and attach the image. It just says what image, and you go over to their photo gallery, and it goes over and you pick the photo or the video, it gets attached to it, and it gets sent up to a centralized platform that I or a marketer would be looking at saying, oh, it came from this hotel because they use that link, and they this is who it is, and this is what it is. And it already handles all the permission-based requirements of making sure that we can use the image by the fact that they're actually using the platform that clarifies that that is what it's going to be used for. And now all of a sudden I have a very fast, expedient way of getting relevant image content to the person that can utilize it the most. Maybe it's a great picture, but not a picture I want to use right away. Maybe it's a great picture, but I think it's too personalized. We're giving away, do we have permissions of everybody in the picture? We haven't asked that from everybody. We need to clarify that. If there's people that we can identify in the picture, we need to make sure it's okay with everybody that the people in the picture said it's okay to use it for what we would be doing is promoting our business. See, now it's in the hands of a person professionally looking at the image to see, is it usable and usable for what? And what do we need to make it usable? That's a value proposition that goes a lot faster than what I first described as a means of getting that kind of content to the people in the right hands. And the third tool is social HP. Now, the reason why I put this as a kind of a coin cost, a cost tossed coin as to its usability is there are facets of this platform I truly enjoy and have used. There are facets about it that I find questionable and not as much as what I want to use. And let me explain by that social HP gives you the ability to gamify the relationship with your team members. In addition to something like EditMate, where you can add rich media content, Social HP creates a gamification of a leaderboard. You can create a gamification that the person that contributes more content or content that gets shared more often gets higher in rankings and hence a better reward whenever you measure that marker, end of the month, end of the week, whatever. It turns into a fun gamification. Can I come up with? You've you now incentivized your team to look for things that if they share share them and get better traffic and more engagement, they get rewarded for their efforts, which is good in the concept. The part that I don't like about the platform that I always struggle with is the inclusion to allowing the business to share through the social platforms of its um, uh, staff and team members. I find that challenging because I don't want my personal social feed to be augmented with 
that relationship with my business. My business, I can post for, but I don't want my business to post through me. And you can limit it on the platform. So, you know, it has solved its own problem. The other problem that it solved that it didn't have early on was uh, what they call crisis mode. And that was uh, these programs would be connected to people's accounts. And if you had an emergency, some sort of bad media coverage of something like something tragic happened at your hotel or whatever, having this doorway open where people could post in relationship to your company and be shared via through it because they were given permissions was a huge, the intern posted it scenario that I wouldn't have wanted. So they did fix that as well. The parts that I do like about it is the ability to engage with your team in a gamified way that allows them to truly be motivated to find things to share and post with. It's one thing that a large portion of your team has the capability of, but they don't have the reason for. Uh, you have housekeepers, you have team members, engineers, housemen, uh, front desk agents, back office agents, uh, restaurant and food and service and, and kitchen staff and so forth. And if you're saying, hey, share some cute pictures and so forth, and you give them a, a platform such as Edimate to share them with, they know how to already share for themselves, their self-interest, their audience that they talk to, that what they like sharing with, with the people that they've connected with on their social platforms, but they don't know how to translate they, that over to what, how does it benefit the business. And also, too, you don't want an open gateway where they share stuff that you yourself as a business would want to represent the business with because it might be a little too casual how they shared the content. So there has to be fences and gates. And Social HP does have those social, those gateways that permission-based things and so forth are just not carte blanche, whatever they want to post gets posted through. It does have the benefit of having to go through an auditing process. It also has an interesting tool functionality of helping solicit content sharing where it gives ideas out to your team members as a part of the program. Hey guys, these are some things that are going on this week in general. If you can find something cute about French Friday, hey, light it up. Go find something cute and send it up. And if we like it and it gets posted and it gets good reply, it puts you out on the leaderboard. You know, you're one step closer to whatever reward we've said is the winners. That's the value of the interaction. That's using the best resource of genuine content, which is your team. Your team sees what you do, creates what you do every day. Why not use them to even a better resource? And that is helping you promote the business that allows everyone to get paid. So there you have it. That's our technique this week, how to use the best resource for genuine content. Now, this week's hospitality news that you should know. So our news and show review. Our topic on the show today was what's better than marketing? As you can lend itself to understand, it's the usage of your team. Your operations team is your greatest asset for marketing, both in affirmation of what you said was going to happen through your communication of marketing, of getting people to actually come to your business, but also in the expansion of the lifetime value of the guest in fulfilling during the duration of that guest stay the things that make it where they want to come back, the things that make them enjoy why they were there. That fulfillment obligation of operations is a very powerful handoff. And that's what we talked about on the live show today was when marketing first begins to create the discovery program process with people, 
in all the forms and formats that we've talked about. And then they translate that into an education process of letting our potential guests know all the things that they need to know, what they ask about and so forth, so they can get to the point of conversion says, yes, I'm willing to commit and purchase uh, my, my time with you and to come over to you. Then there's a handoff, the, the moment that the guest comes into the property. Because at that point, marketing has brought them there. But it's up to operations to continue that engagement at the level that the that the, the guest arrived at, what they were told in marketing communications, what they were told in their discovery process of, of what we are and their education process of our amenities and our location and our team culture and all the things that we added and shared as content for them to make the choice of staying with us. It's now in the hands of operation that all of those things happen. And it can fall apart, as I said so quickly, where the promotion that they're on, where they're supposed to get a certain Chotsky or value benefit or something when they arrive at the front desk, but the front desk person that's operating the desk that day was not made aware of that marketing campaign and didn't know that they were supposed to do that. And it immediately crushes all of that anticipation and value proposition that marketing brought the, ta- the, the guest in for. So that continuity of sharing what marketing is saying with the operations people who are in the fulfillment process is critical. We used to do a thing called NETMA in the morning. Nobody ever tells me anything. It was an 8 a.m. meeting on time that not the leaders so much of the departments had to show up, but a representative of the properties had to show up. And their job was to bring back the discussion of what the day was going to be. It was a chance to talk about occupancies, repairs that were going on, housekeeping that was being done, uh, front desk issues, blah, blah. It was a chance for every team department to share what their day was going to be about so that everyone had a sense and awareness of all of it. That's the time that we would share things, what we were doing with marketing, what in programs were coming in, what our arrivals were looking at, whether our VP, VRP, VIPs were coming in. Of course, we were a brand hotel, what our status of our, our, our rewards members were that were coming in, so forth and so on. So that all of us were aware so that when a guest met any of our team members, whether it be from front or back of the house, the continuity of their experience was the same. They knew who they were dealing with, they knew what they were expecting, and they were aware of what they needed to do to, to support both. Because then at the end of the guest stay, that all gets handed back to marketing, saying, okay, we did what we what you told them they were going to get, you told them what they were going to get, so we fulfilled it on reality. Now it's back to marketing for us to recultivate the lifetime value relationship with that guest when we talked about what their next visit will be like. Because it reaffirmed that what we brought them to the door with was what they experienced. So when they walked out the door, they knew the next thing we would say from a marketing communications point of view was in continuity to their experiences that they just had, which matched the marketing that brought them there. And that's the real value of what's better than marketing is when operations through the handoff to them and the handoff back from them is in the same contiguous line of expectation and fulfillment. So there you have it. That was our topic for our live show um, this week. The one thing I wanted to throw in from our conversation uh, from the live show from a news point of view is the weather. We're beginning to see a pattern that's beginning to show in the, the daily news coverage. Uh, obviously, smoke from Canada and so forth is the feature so far right now. But we're noticing that there is a lot of uh, continual heat, heat dome. There's hurricane season. There's already storms out there. Um, it's changing the dynamics of people's interest in where they travel. It's changing their dynamics in how they travel. And it's changing the dynamics as to the value proposition of travel to destinations that may be afflicted by 
these weather changes. So uh, it's something we'll probably have to continue in conversation as shows go on. Uh, but the weather is beginning to be one of those crucial elements of discussion and influence on forecasting and budgeting and everything else that goes along with our businesses to the anticipation of business based on whether these have a negative or positive effect on the people's interest to our destination. So there you have it. Remember, you can find us on Google Play, Apple, iTunes, iHeartRadio, SoundCloud, Stitcher, Spotify, Pandora. The list goes on. Um, actually, 39 platforms and counting. We're even uh, available with Amazon's Alexa, Google Assistant, and uh, Apple's Siri. Simply ask them all to play the Hospitality Marketing Podcast, and you'll get this episode until next week's episode. Uh, of course, no matter which one you may use, if you like the show, please rate us and leave a comment. That helps others, of course, discover our content and gives us the valuable feedback that we need to continue with the topics that you find most interesting. Also, if this is your first time hearing us, by all means, smash that subscribe button on whatever platform you discovered us on. We do this weekly. We try to keep it informative and helpful. And of course, we always appreciate your feedback at any time. You could do so directly with us at hdm.news forward slash talkback. That allows you to actually talk to me in a recording, either answer the questions that I've offered for that week's topic that I plan on using, and or if you just have some feedback, comments, or suggestions, I could hear it firsthand, and then you can give me the permissions of whether I can use it, refer to it, or just learn from it. And that is always helpful, too. Of course, our live show and this podcast are on Forever I Love Lucy reruns at the hospitalitychannel.tv website. There you'll find it organized by uh, data broadcast, topic covered, and or also guest hosts that were associated with any of the shows. And of course, you can always watch our live uh, TV broadcast, 1130 a.m. Friday mornings on the This Week at Hospitality Marketing live TV show broadcast on the Hospitality Channel TV station, which is located on your Roku TV, Apple TV, Amazon TV, Google TV, Samsung TV, even on your Apple iOS or Android phones in Google Play. You can find us everywhere, including Twitch. And we also simulcast on Friday mornings also on Facebook, LinkedIn, Twitter, and YouTube on a variety of pages and channels all over that spectrum as well. So with that, my name is Lauren Gray. I thank you for the privilege of your time and look forward to talking to you next week. You have been listening to This Week in Hospitality Marketing, the podcast show 409 brought to you by Hospitality Digital Marketing and in support of the HSMAI, Hospitality Sales and Marketing Association International, All Right Reserved Copyright 2023. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.